Hi, and welcome to episode 222 of the Untethered Podcast. Today, we have Casey Masladani joining us again to continue the conversation from last week. Casey is the owner of Explore Speech. She's a speech-language pathologist, feeding therapist, and orofacial myofunctional therapist with a master's in speech-language pathology and a TSSLD certification. Casey works with a variety of populations and disorders, as we talked about last week, across settings. And you know, she's gained tremendous experience through specialized coursework following her grad school years to better serve the populations that she assesses and treats. However, Casey is also a business owner, and that is what we're going to dive into a little bit on the remainder of our conversation that you're about to hear. Let's dive in. Quick disclaimer, all information, content, and material of this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and is for the informational purpose only and not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified healthcare provider. Welcome to the Untethered Podcast. I am your host, Hallie Vulcan. I'm a certified myofunctional therapist, feeding specialist, podcaster, business owner, and mentor. This podcast is all about getting your questions answered and collaborating with colleagues to bring you the most up-to-date information in the orofacial myofunctional therapy, airway, tethered oral tissue, and pediatric feeding therapy space. If you're new here, I challenge you to keep an open mind and join my mission to spread this message far and wide. If you've been around since June 2019, thanks for being a loyal listener. As we jump into today's episode, remember to listen with correct oral rest posture. Tongue up, lips closed, teeth apart, breathe through your nose. Let's get started. Hey friends, so you're going to hear the rest of the conversation with Casey and I uh, continued from last week. And we're going to talk a bit about things more on a business front, change that needs to happen. And, you know, change includes hiring, hiring to help execute like all the things in the business, uh, growing pains and mom brain and, you know, to topics like putting the patients first and standing up for what you believe in, but also engaging in ethical information sharing and not sharing misinformation, but not shaming other providers or parents on social media, for example. And, you know, as two neurodivergent human beings, Casey and I really talk about, you know, how important it is to accept yourself and embrace yourself and love yourself. And so join us for the rest of our conversation, part two. I love the remainder of the conversation. You know, we had a great conversation last week, but this one really starts to dive into some more of the business things and other fun topics, as I mentioned. So Join us. And then next week, we'll be diving into more of the specifics and more of like a business, a mini business series on hiring, because you guys have asked me for help with hiring. And so I've asked everybody to submit questions. We've had some questions come in and we'll be talking about hiring and all things hiring for the next several weeks. If you have any questions about that or you want to share some input and you're listening to this uh, the first week of July, please send me a direct message on Instagram at Hallie Bulkin and let me know what it is you want to learn about hiring. All right, let's jump in. So, you know, I'm working, I'm actually, my niece, um, I'm working who has a master's degree in um, creative business enterprises. I'm working to have her come out here to be the executive of operations um, with me for Explore Speech to help me take my ideas and formulate them into the post and to get my website with my blogs. Because again, this is me. Everything, right? right? I'm the same way. I nobody like can, Nobody can yeah. read this and, and share this on their Instagram though. No, so, but you know, it's so funny is that like people, <laughs> people would look at me and be like, oh, you seem so techie. Like your business is all online and this, that, and the other. And I am like 
I don't like change. I don't like new things, but I will go with change if it's for the better of me and every like not me, but like the business, like my businesses, right? The people who are in my business, right? So like that's why I bring other people onto my team too. Cause I'm like, okay, this sounds great, guys, but this is like my my like arch nemesis. So like you all are gonna like carry it out. Like we'll have a plan and you got this your job is to carry it out the plan. Um, right. but the same way whenever I'm like every single time I've written a course, people would be like horrified to know that it's taken me so long, probably because I literally have an entire ream of paper and I am handwriting everything like from and then I'm re handwriting it forgetting that I already did it and then I'm creating like a poster forgetting that poster so I have like these big you know the big sticky note poster boards and they can literally be hanging on the wall next to me I will forget that I already did that and it I will redo the entire thing and I'll go over and be like oh 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 it's right there okay we already did this Holly like I, I did this but like I couldn't hang it it's sitting right next to me like that is just how I operate and that's okay because that's who I am. And I learned to accept that a long time ago. And this quicker we accept it and we embrace ourselves and we say we are still amazing individuals with unique creative And it's great. And I just, I can't, I'm smiling so big talking to you because it's just so nice to know there's other people out there and it doesn't make us, um, you know, a bad mom because we forget things, you know, where we act. We're remembering so many other things is the thing too. Like, you know, we're able, and when we embrace our strengths and know like, oh, you know, we have really good, you know, maybe visual skills, but not always auditory. Like I have to, you know, oh, yeah, skills in my life. Like with my husband, I'm like, please don't tell me anything. Please yep. text me it verbally. Yep. I, had, I need written reminders and you have to hang it on the wall and actually also tell me because I need all three. Right. No, I'm like, <laughs> I need every domain, but also like, I'm like, if it's not on my calendar, it won't happen. And like, right. so- one example, and then we'll start trap ups in open time for a while. But right. it's like, you know, my in my online business a very long time ago, I had and I'm going to do a whole business series at some point, like soon once I'm on the other side of this, because like my whole I wanted to burn the whole business down like a couple months ago. And basically somebody had to be like removed from the business. And now I've got like a new COO and everything is really going very well. But at the time living in it, like I was just like, I I'm done. I just I'm like, I'm done today. I don't want adults anymore. Um, but what I, you know, realized is I've been paying for all these systems and we've had, like, I've had team members train in how to create standard operating procedures by another person in the online business at the very beginning of the business and this person being on the team. Um, the person who trained them basically does this for a business that makes like more than $10 million online per year. So like, you know, the person knows how to run the business. Like this is the integrator, the COO of that business, right? So the person that I had just like chose, like guess not to do it, whatever. So I'm paying for all these systems. And because as the CEO, I'm like, well, everybody else is using what I put in place and they've been trained, like all is good, great. We're good, right? I've come to learn like several years and no, nobody's using this. And it's none of this is done. And that's why things were like falling through the cracks. And when we were a smaller online business, you know, we're still seven figures at that point, but like we had less going on, we could maintain. And and the things were not falling through the cracks as much because it wasn't as much to manage. And now that we've kind of like grown a lot more, it's like, oh boy, like everything said it's like shits it in the band because there is not enough hands on deck. The person who's supposed to be overseeing all this is just not. The systems are not automated. People are not getting reminders. And then there's me sitting here who's like the ADHD individual who's like, what is going on here? Like get to this point. I thought everything was okay. You know, and so at the end of the day, it's like I had to take 20 steps back as a leader and be like, okay, what are the lessons of, like in this for you, Holly? Like as a business owner who 
fully trusted, trusts my team. I don't micromanage. That's not my area of expertise. If I try to micromanage as an ADHD individual, I will get absolutely nothing done, not just today, but for the next five weeks, because that's just, I just deep dive. And then I get into it. And I'm like, and this is why I have a team, right? So I love that, like you were saying that like you're bringing her in to kind of help execute some of these things because there are so many lessons and messages and stories to be shared by being a individual who's one gone through, like our parallel lives. We've fled from childhood to parents today, literally. Yes. Like so many, so many similarities. Two and daughters too. Two daughters. <laughs> I definitely had my sleep disorder breathing, tongue quite early on and sleep disorder breathing from when I was a child, like very young. ADHD was there, but like every different professional had a different opinion. So like nothing ever changed. I compensated through, got to, you know, got to, uh, uh, college first year basically struggled to keep up my grades even though I was like studying it people were using my notes and getting A's and I was getting C's on like classes and all the what is happening and then got, got tested they put me on Ritalin I learned how to actually study though at the same time and like basically went to like three and then four oh the rest of grad school but I was also locked in a room don't bother Hallie if her door is closed because I have to chunk my learning but also that means like learning for like five hours straight at a time with like my own built-in breaks I would literally sit there with a bowl of um like a big old bowl of grapes because they were hydrating and I suck at drinking water and eating when I'm like in my zone and I would just like sit there like popping grapes and doing my little flashcards and popping grapes and studying my little flashcards and people would come talk to me like not now don't talk to me I can't do that I can't compartmentalize like study if I leave I'm done like and but that's what worked for me and that's just the point that I was at and it's so you know it's so fascinating to hear that others like have had these experiences too because even as an adult now I look back and I'm like nobody else was doing that everybody else was just out partying and socializing and I was literally locking myself in my room and I would do like in-room workouts and I would do like I barely would go to the gym I would just play like I need to stay here so I'm in my zone and I can do what I need to do for me and it's, it's isolating and then even as a business owner, it's isolating because you're like, I love my work. I love my mission. I love what I do. But nobody, and I'm surrounded by business owners, but so many of them don't get me. And so many of them don't understand what I do. And so many of them don't understand the energy that it takes to create and put your vision into practice and actually like bring it to life, right? And then when they do understand and then you hire people on your team and then they like, you later learn that some of these people and well-knowing have not been doing their job for a couple of years and you're just like wow right they start to ask questions about yourself like wow how like you wow I suck as a leader wow I really you know should have people are like how did you not see that and I'm like I don't see it because I'm a I'm a big picture person I'm not a detail person that's why people like me have to hire people who are detail oriented because if I get into the details and nuances you won't see me for three weeks like I can't I can't come in and go out like it's just I just can't and I'm not going to try and change myself. Like, I don't want to either. So I'm like, I'm, I'm cool with that. And so it's, you do put a lot of trust, right? Into and having to like lean into those people who work with you and who are on your team. And then, you know, and, and you're going to have bad apples. That's just part of life. And I think you have to almost anticipate it because being a business owner is not easy. Being an adult is not easy. Being a no. human is not easy, right? But we can choose to make it easy by putting things in place that support ourselves if we understand who we are, what we need, and what that looks like. And I think that's been the biggest part of my learning journey is figuring out like who I am, what I need. Because people are like, oh, go hire that. And I'm like, huh? Well, what does that person even do? Like, I can go hire a COO, but what does a COO do for me? 
Like, I'm not that person. I haven't had that experience. And they're like, I mean, I have run the back end of my business and I can literally do almost anything that's not, does not involve like coding in my business at this point. But at the end of the day, it's like, I didn't know at the beginning of this journey who, what I was hiring for or who I needed to hire or what that looked like or what to pay them or what was fair or, 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 or because it was new. And I see things that are new and I'm like, I will jump in like recklessly without thinking about it and just go like hit, hit the ground running. But then in terms of like hiring other people, I hit pause. So I'm like, this is an investment in time, money and energy, which is going to pause me from doing what I want to do. But I also know I need to do it. So it's going to help me, but also I have no idea how to do this. So, right. And so it's just, you know, all that to say that like, I've learned a lot being an online business owner, even after having a practice since 2014. Totally different world. And yes, there are like lessons from that too. But it's just, you know, I, I look at my ADHD and I would go to both a blessing and a curse, right? It's like, it has brought me to who I am. It's brought me the ability to have this big mission and to go out and do things. And I've had amazing mentors along the way who've taught me things like you said, right? You know, um, there's no such thing as perfection. One of my mentors said to me and has said to a bunch of us who was like 70% perfection is success, 100% perfection is failure. He's like, if you're so worried about what other people think about you, you're going to miss out on why you're here and the purpose that you're here to serve. Like basically head down, focus on that, focus on the people who want to be around you because you're going to attract your tribe when you're putting out that kind of energy, right? And like the rest of them can go on their merry way, right? It's just, you know, you're not, it's not your job to make everybody happy. It's your job to serve the purpose that you're here for. And I think like just so many of these different like perspective shifts for me were just like, okay, head down. And, and I did some of my private practice too, without even knowing, I was just like head down. Honestly, I think part of that was just also being naive. If I had known then what I knew about how many practices were around me, I don't know that I ever would have started my own practice. And now I've got this, you know, boom in practice. But it's one of those things where like, I was not naive when I got into the online space. I actually tried to do it nine years prior and like kind of failed slash quit. Um, and when I did this time, I was like, all right, I'm doing all the things that I've avoided doing in the past to bring in the people that I need to make this happen, which is going to be a big investment because I'm going to do it the way that it works for me. And I've built up the ability to do that from the other things I've put in place in my life to now bring this forward, right? And so, you know, everyone kind of looks at it and they're like, how'd you do that? You make it look so easy. And I'm like, easy about it. And I'm not, you know, I was like, well, you moved to the beach. I'm like, I've been to the beach like twice in the past six months. Like I'm still a parent and a business owner living my life. So yes, I live 15 minutes from the beach. And yes, I want to get there more. And yes, that is a goal of mine. However, that's not why I moved here. Like, yes, quality of life being outside more. I can go outside in my pool in the backyard and I will walk around my pool while I'm editing a document. I joke with my family and like my assistant. I'm like, one of these days you might find me in the pool with my phone because I am kind of like, and it just probably like be so in my zone that I'm just going to walk right into the pool. So, you know, it'll be fine. I can swim. We're good. But just FYI, like if you see me pacing around the pool, it's because I'm trying to get some steps in while I'm editing a document and do some like grounding with my feet to like help regulate myself. Like it's, it's all very intentional. Well, I just love you sharing that story, Hallie. And, you know, it's just so important um, that you do share these inside tips about yourself and, and this vulnerable information because, you know, as human. you know, we're all human and um, we oftentimes, again, don't want to show our full selves to others because we might think that they will think less of us as a professional. But over the past two years, I've learned the more I show my true self, the more people respect me as a professional because I'm showing that I'm also a human. 
um, and also a mother, um, which changes your brain. We know science, having a baby changes your brain. So when you've gone through um, that, uh, you can attest to the fact that you are no longer the person you were before and each baby um, changes you. And, you know, we, we all live on this earth together and we want to make it a better place by advocating for all different groups that are, you know, not always accepted. And so it's my mission to to change that and to not have to defend ourselves so much um, in in our actions and what we're doing. And people often see your the success at the end and think, oh, well, she's so lucky. That must have been easy. And the only way people can understand that it wasn't is by you sharing all of that. And I, too, now know sharing my story will help others, too. I can't just do the end packaged pretty product living in LA um, by the beach myself as well. You know, I'm living my dream. I manifested everything on my vision board, including talking to you. I'm going to show you my little book. It's right here, but I'll save the embarrassment. Um, We we like vulnerability. That's like completely welcome. You know, I'll share my vulnerability that, you know, I bought, um, you know, this book um a year ago and i wrote down the most outlandish dreams in the world that i could think of um 100 different goals uh, from getting a peloton to talking to Hallie Bulkin and you know i have been checking them off and it was not easy i have had um learning difficulties loss and trauma in my life that has affected me and and made me the sensitive, creative, AD person, ADHD person that I am. And again, being ADHD, we have something called imposter syndrome and we have sensitive rejection dysphoria. And, you know, we, we're very sensitive people. And when we feel that people don't like us or something, we may go into our shell and, and get very discouraged. And like you said, when you had that huge issue happen with your business, you almost wanted to just burn the whole thing down because you felt like, well, what is the point? This is my life. I am here putting my passion into this. It can be very discouraging. And that's how I feel when I see social media posts that are meant to be harmless, but are really mocking tongue tie. I get a dysphoric feeling and I get very upset because I feel like those posts are just misleading and there's no place for them. They are misleading. Yeah. They're very misleading. And I've actually sent them to my friends who are moms. I said to them, what would you think? Don't pretend you don't never saw my page. Please try to blindly tell me, what would you think if you read this? And I've had responses. And this is where I'd love to do research, even, you know, asking other moms and, and, and collaborating with you on ways we can end this. Because it's not about spilling the tea, controversy, hot takes. I mean, that's how I'm starting to say it as I start to talk about these things because they've been so taboo. Really, as again, this has gone back to 2007 because of one research um, survey that created a whole entire. I think it's been around for like way longer than that, but I think social media, right? That brought like around that time, like that brought it to the forefront because people that have the online voice that they now have until Facebook was a thing and then Instagram was a thing. TikTok and you know, and you start to look it's at all these longer, social media right? platforms, and now anybody can be an expert, and anybody can put out their, you know, hang their hat and basically say. And and for whatever reason, you know, our state license boards and ASHA are they're not doing anything to protect our scope of practice with the fact that you need a license to do infant feeding 
and you right. need to let them do feeding period. And there was this whole big conversation in, in a group yesterday. And I don't usually go into these anymore because for me, the energy surrounding it is just not healthy. And it kind of sends me down. I'm like, you know what? There's other warriors out there who are fighting this good fight. I will let them fight this fight because I know that they got us and I'm going to just stay in my corner right over here. Same. Because I used to be, I used to go like full throttle. And I remember I sang you a post a couple months ago when I was the same. And but over the past months, I've channeled my energy into instead of feeding into the negativity and getting so riled up. That was the catalyst for me creating my manual. And I love that. When I heard your podcast, I was driving. Sorry, I don't promote texting and driving. I pulled over and I quickly emailed some frantic email saying, hi, I'm Casey, an SLP listening to your, I listen to your podcast every time I go to work and I just have to talk to you because you're, that came out and then another thing came out and it riled me up. And, but I said, I don't want to give into the negativity. I want to be positive, light uh, and be the change and be someone that moms can come to without judgment because that's another thing. You know, I want to talk about and I know we're wrapping up soon, but well, we can split this into two episodes. It's fine. Yeah, we're doing, you know, we're I just, like business and ADHD. We're talking oh, like, you know, all the things. About, so we could do part two because I also, um, one of my big passions is helping moms understand the oral myofunctional and motor development from birth to three and understanding why we want to get rid of pacifiers and bottle. And hey, my mom never taught me this. And hey, grad school never taught me this. And but really highlighting not to shame you. I gave my daughter a bottle till she was 18 months old. I didn't know. I right. gave my other daughter a bottle till she was 22 months old and passed till same. I didn't know. I'm dealing with the ramifications now. And I'm still, and, and that's early. Some people extend much longer because they don't know or understand the true impact. And I work with families who don't know how to get rid of past fire because the baby's crying a lot and life is stressful and we live in this society right we're going on they need that so i'm not shaming you i get it i'm not going to say cold turkey right but that's but why just, you listen to your patients as a parent and you and, work with them to basically you know and we can educate and then they, they at the end of the day get to decide based on what we've told them like what they want to do what they're willing to do what they're going to do actually what they tell us they may do, right? And which, because we not, I never want a patient to tell me they're going to do something and then leave and be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Right. And that, we failed them. Exactly. So that means we talked at them. We projected our beliefs, our experiences on them. And so like, I think we can share our experiences in a way that helps them connect with us and helps them open up to us versus like saying like, oh, listen, my experience and using that almost as like an attack. In a way right. that's like, well, because I'm so experienced in this and the research said that, this is what you need to do for your child. And I, I hate to say this, but some, there's a couple people, like one has me blocked on Instagram, for example, but they're not parents. And I never want to say this in a negative light about a therapist because there are incredible therapists who never want to be parents. There are incredible therapists who are just not parents yet. And so it's, I'm not saying this like globally as a black and white kind of thing, okay? Right. What I'm saying is one of the biggest voices in this anti-tots top, you know, camp is not even apparent. And to speak as if you know, when you've never had that experience yourself, to me, is a, it's a non-starter. That is a non-starter. I will never listen to any professional that talks as if they've been through the experience when they haven't. Because I'll be the person to say, you know what? I can't relate to that. I've never been through that, but I'm here to lock arms with you and help you figure this out and, you know, share with you what I do know. 
and at the end of the day, like your goals are my goals. And I think we have to embody that for every patient. And, you know, and so I just, I, yeah, I love what you're sharing. I love the vulnerability here because so important, Hallie. We're humans. We're humans. And it's not a shameful thing, what you just said. Yes, being a parent, I just was at uh, the OBGYN uh, for an annual. And she, I was discussing a little bit about this because clearly I can't ever not talk about this to anyone I encounter. And, um, you know, just talking about my birth, birth trauma and all things. Again, moms don't talk about because mothers normalize everything, especially oh. bad things. Oh, sure. You know, I, my baby was in the NICU for seven days and I had to go, I'm fine, normal. No, these things not, are yeah, not, yeah. and no. not okay. And they affect us and they affect maternal mental health. And again, to flippantly post research about low level evidence about decrease in nipple pain, that was huge evidence. If a mom has less nipple pain, they're going to more likely breastfeed. And then that's going to change the entire breastfeeding relationship. And, and the, the child's facial development. Mothers, the child's facial development and the mother's um, hormones and mental health and self-worth and so forth. Everybody has their individual choice. If you don't want to breastfeed, that's fine. Um, and so forth. But to flippantly share research in this negative way is just, that's the opposite of what research is. It's hard. Flip any research and yeah. say. It's actually like a licensure issue too. It's unethical. We it's have unethical. It, it is, you can lose your license from misrepresenting your credentials, your your expertise for flipping like research. Like, And if you want to say this is one interpretation, that's fine, but that's not how these people pose that's it. They not pose how they it in the, like this how this research is meant to be interpreted or like this is what this this means and they're actually twisting it to fit their agenda and like you know at the end of the day like this yeah at the end of the day my patients are my priority that's our priority bringing it back to the patients and i love how you said that because we could get anyone who's on that anti-tots camp is not prioritizing their patients they're not for patient prior they're that's that i'm not sorry but i think that's the way we can help end the stigma um and when we talk about research and when we talk about um, evidence-based practice and we talk about pseudoscience, um, you, you can see whom is promoting unethical practices just by... Um, by nature of what they talk about. They nature yeah. about what they talk about. And if anybody is so vehemently against uh, a, di- a medical diagnosis that it has an ICD-10 code, by the way, I would be weary. And yes, it is very beneficial to speak to mothers and parents and uh, individuals who have children with tethered oral tissues and talk to them about their experience because it's individual and it is prevalent and it it affects the sensory nervous system, mental health, facial development, and everything in between. And I just am so happy to talk to you about this and I'm so passionate about it. And I just, again, want to bring it back to the patients, bring it back to positivity, bring it back to that song that starts to play in my head when I talk about this, you know, why can't we be friends? We're all SLPs. We're all smart. We don't need to have these superiority complexes. It starts with us, right? It starts with us. It's providers and those of us who are parents and modeling us for our children. Like I said something to my daughter yesterday and I don't remember what I was like, oh, all you need is X. And whatever I said, and she would look at me, she goes, I thought all you need is love. And I was like, oh, I love that. I was like, okay. And it's because I was like, yes. it really makes sense in this situation. But I was just like, the fact that that's where her brain just automatically went when I said, all you need is, she went, she filled in the blank with love. And I was just like, 
Kelly, that was my wedding song. I'm like, huge Beatles fan. We literally uh, walked back down the aisle to oh, so and I had and, a lot in my house. Well, and then- this is amazing. Like, we are like, we could obviously do this for hours, but, and I might split this into two because I think we've touched on like so many good things that I want everyone to hear everything. But like, thank you so, so much for joining thank me. You, and so at good. some point when you were like further along in your journey and you want to come back on and we could talk about all the big things that you're doing and you know, all the ways that you're making weaves, like that's what it's all about at the end of the day is like when you, it's all that we've talked about that we don't love fuels the fire to really get out the real information and to truly go and help patients. And so I love that you're doing that and that you're also helping like clinicians and some of the things that you're putting out there too, and that you have all these plans for. And so thank you for your work and for reaching out because you know, I think people are afraid to like reach out and ask to be on the podcast or they're afraid to, you know, um, you know, I will invite people on, on any camp and I will have a conversation with anybody, but most often it's people who typically are, you know, kind of with my mind frame or similar experiences, beliefs, whatever, which is fine. Um, but I invite people on who are like open to having conversations too, because I think that also could help propel this in the right direction. If we could also understand maybe where you're coming from. The issue is that you reach out to these people and oftentimes they just immediately, they block you. They're like, no, not talking to you. Bye. I'm like, okay, communication professional. Thanks for that. Have a good day. Okay. Well, you know, anyways, it can be very discouraging and social media can be a scary place, but I appreciate professionals like you and I yourself. And myself. And I, you know, one thing I created was, um, you know, positive affirmation cards, which are, um, you know, um, I was going to send you a copy and um, and they're on my store, um, you know, for, for adults and kids alike, um, just a couple pages that they have cute different animals and each one has a characteristic of that animal um, in a positive information. So, for example, I am powerful. I am strong. I am kind. Um, and, you know, bringing back the positivity because everybody has a brain and everybody's brain works differently. And life is not easy. Life is hard. And it is our job to as parents, as adults, and as medical professionals to make it a better place for kids and to establish self-love and positivity. And that starts here by decreasing negative stigma associated with mental illness, such as ADHD and medical diagnoses such as tetheral tissues. So I appreciate you talking to me about all of this. And um, I hope you check out my positive affirmation card. I will. and my website. And I just can't wait to talk to you again and, and all the big things coming. And I'm collaborating again with my, um, my friend, Grace, um, who's graceful expressions that's oh, like, yeah. on, yeah. on, um, on this product. We did a post together once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, everybody amazing. I, I, I work hard to establish my social media. It is hard for me to keep up with it, but you know, you've inspired me so much and I don't have any more um, imposter syndrome, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to post. I have, I, I have hundreds of videos and posts that I just haven't posted yet because I get nervous and, and, and worry, but just do it. Don't worry about it. And, you know, one of the, one of the things, and I'll, I'll, we'll end on this, but like one of the things that one of my mentors, um, also said was you're going to be good, judged good or bad, right? People are going to judge you because they love your hair today. They're going to judge you because they hate the color you're wearing. They're going to judge you. And at the end of the day, does it matter? Either way, the same energy, right? And so who cares what somebody thinks about you if you're out there changing lives? Like, so we have a choice. Like we can choose to either, you know, sit here and 
stay in the imposter syndrome and worry about what people are going to think and how they're going to judge us. Or we can basically kind of like quiet that from our our you know being and choose to be the person who says, you know what, my mission is so much larger than the hate that I might get. So I'm choosing to just do it anyways. And it sounds like you're already there and you're already doing that. So I'm excited to see what's to come and I can't wait for it. So keep me posted. Thank you so much. This is amazing. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you found value in this episode and want to hear more of these Myotots airway and feeding related episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode on your social media platforms. You can access free resources and all I offer at HallieBalkin.com or pop over to at HallieBalkin on Instagram to get all the latest updates. 